This was a, a tough month, emotionally. <laughs> Up, down, here, there, everywhere, and then Sheena. Yeah. Up at one point? <laughs> it was so brief, you just don't remember this. That's what she said. Welcome to Buried Cinema, where we discuss new and lesser-known films in detail, so there will be spoilers. I'm Patrick. I'm Brian. I'm Nate. I'm Steve. I'm, I'm Tom. Excellent. I have the, the uh, way you sounded, Patrick. I have to expect you to say, "And I'm Garrison Keillor." He <laughs> <laughs> sounded just like him the this way you intro. Very home companion. <laughs> um, so. I had the pick this podcast, and I was – I don't have as deep a well of movies that I want to see as I think most everybody else does. So I got to looking around to try to find something that didn't suck because several of my last picks have gone south. So um, <laughs> I stumbled across the idea of original movies on Netflix, so I started looking through those, and I came across Okja. Which um, you say that like you just realized that Netflix makes original movies. I, I stumbled across this occurrence. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I, I know I shouldn't admit to that, but <laughs> so um, so rather than make the theme like original Netflix movies, because then that would like deplete my resources. There, I went with um, the theme of wholesome animal love, and so that's. <laughs> I just, just... Thank goodness we did not take that literally. Oh, yes. I tried. I was going to say, Steve made a valiant effort to try to take that literally. Um, Yeah, well, I knew Steve was going to go somewhere with the animal love. That's why I added the wholesome to try to keep it, you know, in the family-friendly realm. And And you made it worse. It did. It really did. That's how we got Sheena. It's the road to hell. It's paid with good intentions, right? Um, So... Um, the first two that we are going to talk about on this episode are Okja and I'm not sure I'm saying it right. Al Hassad Balthazar. That sounds good. Sorry. That's how I'm going to say it. And that sounds perfect to me. Piece. So, okay, good. Balthazar uh, Balthazar. Balthazar. Yeah. That's, that's the word that you didn't say, right? Balthazar. It's kind of like Neanderthal. Don't, don't, yeah. Don't make the, the, th- right. It's just a, th- yeah. French people don't. No, it, they don't. It's it's supposed to rhyme. It's O S R Balthazar. Oh, I didn't catch that. That would have made it a lot more Dr. Seussian as we watched it. I don't know. <laughs> it, it means Balthazar at random, basically. Yeah, that's apropos. Okay, so kicking it off, we started off with Okja. Um, it was a original Netflix film. Um, I think it was this year, 2017. Yeah. Um, about a a girl and her pig, basically, and they. It's a um. There's a I don't know what you call it, like a genetic conglomerate it's a best, corporation. It's a best super pig. Right. Yeah. And so they, they want to raise super pigs um, to get people to eat. So they hire a bunch of farmers to basically raise them over the course of a decade. And they have a super pig contest. Um, and obviously it's the stories of the one, one girl and her pig and her relationship with how she, when the time is up and they come to collect the pig and she decides she wants to keep him. I am going to start with Nate. What'd you think? Um, for anyone who listens to this podcast, I'm a, a huge fan of uh, porn films and Korean films. And um, this was actually done by Junho Bong, who I think is a possibly the best director working right now. He did Memories of Murder, which we've done on the podcast, um, The Host, Mother, Wait, which we have done, for the butt. <laughs> Snowpiercer, 
Yeah. I no, it's just I've I never just I've never seen Waiting it. for the Butt. When did that come out? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just oh. waiting for Nate to like go through all these movies. It's like I really think he's the best director. But I do. I do. No, I literally thought Brian I don't was think... saying it. Movie title. <laughs> <laughs> it's a short film he shot. Like yeah, I haven't had that much to drink yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm only a shot and a half in. Yeah. Okja I... is. I really liked it. It's it's very good. It's not a masterpiece on the same level as Mem- Memories of Murder, but a good film from Junho Bong is a lot better than what most people are, are making. It's interesting see him seeing him go from Snowpiercer, which really felt like a combination to this, which it feels like he's using less and less of a full Korean cast. This stars Tilda Swinton, Jake Gyllenhaal, Giancarlo Esposito, Lily Collins, he who should, shall not be named so Brian doesn't get mad. Um, Paul Dano? Uh, Paul Dano. Yes, <laughs> sorry, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, Steve Yoon from Walking yeah. Dead is in it too. Yep. yep. Um, and he in, still gets general, the shit beat out of him. <laughs> It still doesn't end up too well. In in general, I found this like the characters are the same sort of way that um, Bonjo Hung writes them, like strangely comedic. It's I I think it's a fascinating criticism of kind of big agribusiness, but like how they've shifted now to pretending to be organic. Yeah. I I love some of the bits with the eco terrorists, like the one guy who wants to put the lowest like carbon footprint, and so he won't eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> so like, at the same time, it's still about this one girl, and it's so much of it is just how nobody listens to the individual's concern. All she wants is her pig. Well, I, I think the performances are really, really good. I don't know. Jake Gyllenhaal tapped into something inhuman in this. Oh, something yeah. that I is. So, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what movie Jake Gyllenhaal was in, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a different was movie than everybody else. I, but I thought it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree really? with you. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you that it felt a little out of place in this movie. But I would love to see a movie of just him bumbling around being a moron. Like <laughs> that, that would guy. be the yeah. He's just yeah. fantastic. I thought he was obnoxious. Oh, oh he is. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. I mean he is. But there's a, a corp- sweet... it's, If a there... corporation wanted to buy a Steve or er- a bad Steve Irwin. Yeah, but there's yeah. A, there's yeah. he has like um, sweet mo. He like he has a conscience. Like he's struggling against this. Well, no, he still does. I mean, even the, that horrible, horrible rape scene. He has yeah. he has to get drunk, and he you could see like I mean he just feels horrible about what's happening. But he's completely sold out. So there's conflict there. I I found him to be a really interesting character. Yeah. So I'm actually gonna yeah. um I'm gonna give it an A. I think it's it's wonderful. Um, and I I think probably one of the only reasons it's not out of all the movies I've seen for me it would make my top ten. I think the only reason it's not getting talked about come Oscar season is because it's on Netflix. But I, I think it's going to be one of those movies like Beast of No Nation that will start to make the Netflix discussion more complicated. They're, they're releasing these independent films. Filmmakers are getting to make their movies, make their visions. I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be considered. The rules are yeah. changing, and yeah, they got to update with the way things are, the way people are actually consuming media now. Steve, yeah. what do you think of Okja? Um, I agree with a lot of what Nate said. I think I enjoyed it quite a bit. There are several parts to this that I would like to see as standalone projects. One, the Steve Irwin-esque character could be <laughs> an interesting story. The Just the, the bumbling animal activists, I thought they yeah. were great. Yeah. I, I actually think this is one of the best performances Paul Dano has ever given. I, I, I think agree. he was fantastic in this. Uh, and there, there was a 
well, actually, almost on everybody, there was no real maliciousness. Like, everybody thought they were doing good, right? I mean, some people were misguided. But right. nobody yeah. in this movie, there's no bad, no real bad guy when you think about it from the perspective of the characters, right? Nobody yeah. thinks, I'm just trying to screw over people. Everybody's trying to do a good thing, right? Except for the the real Tilda Swinton. She, but even then, Nancy, she's... even that. Yeah. yeah. She's business. She's, she's a business a... person. That's her bottom line is is money, and that's what she's trying to do, and she doesn't pretend she's anything other than that. And yeah. in the end, that's what allows the characters to kind of come out on top, you know, slightly. My one problem with this movie is, my guess is, the, did uh, the director, yeah. did he also write it? Co-wrote it. Co-wrote um, it. He yeah. co-wrote it with the writer of The Men Who Stare Coats. Okay. Um, so my guess is that he is vegetarian or vegan, and is like, I'm going to make a movie about how horrible meat is. And like, it seemed like that message was, at times, more important than the movie itself. How horrible like, big farming is and the agricultural business in general, which you know I agree with him completely, but it, it seemed like more of a message than a movie sometimes. And that detracted from the there's movie. A clear, yeah, there's a clear message. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which it's I don't like know I said, if it's, he's vegetarian or vegan because there's the whole bit where they eat the fish. Yeah, um, that's true. But I mean, it felt like the message took precedence over the movie at times, and that was distracting. And I really think if it hadn't been for that, this would have been a much better movie. Which I, I, I don't I, know about if I'd say that the message is a bad thing in this. How how do you do this movie? without that message wherever you stand on it how do you do a movie about a girl's pig who's been stolen by big business without critiquing big aggro I, it's not a, it's not I that don't i don't think do it that. should critique i felt like the critique take, took precedence over the story at times the the of the, the the company is mirando is, is if it, that's not a thinly veiled uh shot at monsanto i yeah. have no idea what it is yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like things like I yeah. mean, I don't just, know if it's even veiled, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just a, a little distracting. Yeah. But I mean, the majority of the movie was, I enjoyed, thought it was really well done. The CGI for the pig was fantastic. They did yeah. a really good job with that. Uh, and on what I'm assuming was a pretty small budget. But I can't give it anything higher than a B. All right. Brian, how about you? Uh, I felt this movie was too preachy. <laughs> a lot of what Steven didn't like about it was most of what I didn't like about it. You know, I was sitting here watching the movie and I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Big big agriculture is bad. We should support <laughs> local farmers, blah, blah, blah. I did not have good feelings watching it. I mean, yeah. I think that's called guilt, Brian. <laughs> it's not guilt. <laughs> it is not guilt. I will happily eat my my food from the grocery store that who knows where the meat came from. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I felt like I was being talked down to for most of this movie. I, I mean, they did good things. They did things well. I think you know the acting was good. I think that you know certain parts of it were good. Like just the, say that you liked Paul Dano. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, just admit it. I liked Paul Dano. Man, I liked that group. <laughs> I liked that group of people. I like the surrounding group that are no, good. I liked, <laughs> I liked how each of those people, even though they were like having the same goal in mind, 
we're using different means to the end. Like yeah. the guy who, yeah, guy who lied yeah. to them in the translation, he wanted the same thing they wanted, but he was willing to go an extra step that they weren't going to. Yeah, I thought they were poking fun at them at that. Like, yeah, I mean, they may yeah, have been poking fun I, in all I, directions. I could have yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because part of that is the whole is is that they're making fun of the people who take fight, it too seriously. You know, yeah, who who take it way too seriously. Like, I mean, I I think his his ultimate point is if you want to accept that you're gonna pay three dollars for eight chicken breasts or something, you 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 have to realize what that cost means, and what that means is yeah. farmed chicken in this fashion, and that's what it is. And that and whether you can stamp it organic on it or not. That doesn't magically mean that those animals still aren't being abused. That that means that one guy comes around once a year and they're really nice to them on that one day. Nothing has really changed. They just put a separate label on for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's that's kind of what he's pointing out is on both sides. Like it just comes down to a cultural thing. If if you honestly want it, you you, you have to choose a, a different lifestyle. And that it's you know? yeah, I, I like that he pointed emphasized the fact that it's it's a marketing tool. And that's what all right. this that's what all of this was. It was just it's just a marketing tool. Uh I'm I'm I, I'm gonna give it a C. I don't think it was bad enough to give it a D or an F, but it was uh, I, I can't give it anything more than a C. <laughs> okay. Tom, how about you? I like how we were like pulling teeth out with Brian and he just would not he will not speak <laughs> Paul Dano's name. He will not <laughs> We're allowed to, but Brian will not speak his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh I think it's overall well made. The tonal shifts are a little jarring and not in a good way. But can you go from one scene that has like happy rom-com music and you dive headlong into like a really disturbing rape scene? Yeah. But I, I, I'd probably bring this down one letter grade just for Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, oh. He, ah, he was awful. The character was awful. The performance was awful. No, I'd say I don't, I don't know if we've ever been on such opposite ends of the spectrum as far as a uh, actor's performance yeah i, mean, I don't know how to argue for his performance i can really see it completely grading on somebody but at the oh, same yeah, time i think absolutely. he just went so yeah. over the overboard with it that like i don't know if you you could tell him to stop you just kind of be like all right let him do his thing you know yeah. i could <laughs> yeah. see how it could be annoying, you, you're, you're, I, I think you're either going to like it or hate it yeah and i don't think it's all jake Gyllenhaal's fault i don't think it's a particularly well written character either um, I, I see a little bit of the same problem. Nate and I saw the men who stare at goats together, if you remember that, Nate. Yes. And I see a little bit of the same problems in this. I can, I can tell that. Were they, no, I was going to say, because the main complaint we had about men who stare at goats is that it would have these comedic scenes, and then it would demand that we take the rest of the film seriously, right? Right, right. And yeah. so, like, half the film is scored with this, like, weird, like, if the Corleone family starred in a rom-com, music <laughs> and it was just like it didn't seem to fit the rest of the film so i guess by the end i i felt i had more positive feelings toward it than negative and in terms of like the uh subject matter it it might be enough to I, i've been i've been thinking about giving up beef i already gave up pork i've been thinking about giving up beef that might this might be enough to push me because man those scenes at the end were disturbing yeah they were yeah so I'll give this movie a B. I was kind of on the fence, leaning toward a C, but um, a B for beef. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm gonna give it an A. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. I think, like you guys said, clearly this is. I think he's from either necessarily a vegan or vegetarian perspective, 
but to some degree, I don't, I, I didn't feel like I was being preached to the whole time. I felt like the message was there, but he was, he was trying to, he showed the animal liberation front in kind of a mocking light. He mocked, yeah, right. he mocked a lot of the people around for comedic relief and for that. So I think to some degree, I felt it was, it was pretty decent just trying to portray a snapshot of this industry and what's going on and all of the various um, points that it hits, you know, the, the farmer, the people who are trying, who are, you know, who he even thinks are going too far, going crazy, the TV side of it, Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, he was over the top. I, all in all, there was a good blend of all of the, I, I didn't mind the bouncing back and forth between the seriousness to then, you know, the laughable scene of the, him bouncing through the, the mall. And well, I I've seen, I've seen Juno Bong do this a lot better. I and mean, if you watch yeah. the host, the host yeah. bounces back and forth between some really tragic stuff and some really comedic stuff, but the comedic stuff almost has a sense of tragedy to it. Like okay. I, I think mostly of the scene, there's a scene where the family is just like the whole family is just like wailing and writhing on the floor at the funeral. Yeah. There's a sense of comedy to it, but it's so tragic at the same time, which that happens in real life. Like there's, there's, you know, tragedy and comedy and they're all intermingled um, yeah. but throwing you so violently back and forth between the two is is, is hard to digest yeah i guess it's, i didn't it's, it's an incredibly it. hard thing to do i think he's trying to do what he's done with his korean films with some of these american films and it's it's very hard like if, if you ever watch mother the opening shot of that film remember steve with the woman dancing in the yeah. field yep. is disorienting and ridiculous and funny and like i remember watching with you and we were just like laughing like oh gosh he's finally made a bomb like what's going on but then you get to the end and all of a sudden that opening scene is terrifying and haunting and beautiful and funny all all at the same time and he can do the same stuff with memories of murder where he makes torture scenes funny and you you see the ridiculous nature when they're torturing these suspects to confess but at the same time you're you're horrified that you're you're laughing at how inept they are it's just an incredibly difficult thing to do. I don't think anybody really even attempts it in a lot of ways except for him. Okay. With two Perfect. A's, two B's, and a C, Okja receives a B, or a Hagrid, as we like to call it. Awesome. He, Hagrid was an animal lover. I mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, per, it's perfect. I feel like Hagrid ate some of his animals, though. I don't <laughs> think Hagrid was a vegetarian. Not just so. No. You, you can still love animals and eat animals. That's, mm. you know. All right. So with a solid Hagrid B, um, we're going to throw this movie up on Flickchart. It is a website where you are able to rank movies that you've watched and compile a list of your favorites. Um, you basically pit the movies against each other and see which ones climb to the top and which ones sink to the bottom. So um, who can run a Flickchart for me? <laughs> Here we go. That was a right. good introduction, though. Thank you. You're I'll be on taking over Flickchart for Patrick. Because he doesn't I, know how to use the internet. That's right. <laughs> By the way, Patrick's a web developer. That's his job. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Patrick's I, avatar is in front of like three computer screens. I, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 all, it's all back end work. It's, all, it's, all, it's all a front. All right. The first matchup is Okja versus Fight Club. Oh, man, we have to fix things. Fight Club. <laughs> Fight, fight really? Club. Yeah, I mean, I like Fight Club. Fight Club. Yeah, I mean, oh, it doesn't stand a chance against Fight Club. Yeah. Sorry, Okja. Okja or Hidden Figures? Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Oscars. We just haven't yeah. talked about it since. That's right. Yeah. Oscars last yeah. year. Okja or Hidden Figures? 
Uh, hidden figures. Yeah, mm. I agree with Brian. I'd go hidden figures. I remember I had a problem with hidden figures. I don't remember what it was. That it felt inauthentic. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. I keep detailed files of everybody's feelings. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> or I just have to listen to you talk about them over and over <laughs> and over. <laughs> I see no difference. Uh, what way would you go, Tom? Uh, I'm going to go hidden figures. I'm going to go hidden Okja figures. for the moral vote. Okja or Odd Thomas? I didn't see it. Okja. 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 Yeah, I guess. Stop it, Steve. <laughs> Okja or the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. Okja. I didn't see the Beast. Okja. Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. No one did until he attacked. Beast. Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. Oh. Oh, comes down to Nate. I said Okja. Oh well, it doesn't come down to Nate. It's been decided. No. No, no. I thought Tom said no. Beast. That's didn't a tie. He? I think it's. Oh yeah, I said two. Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. Didn't you say Okja? Yeah, it's tied. I, I said Okja. It's two to two. Oh. I thought yeah, Patrick I said Okja. Oh, no. He hasn't seen it. No. Yeah. I haven't seen the Beast. Anybody so. willing to budge on this? No. No. All right. All right. So not Flick Chart, but us. We decide things <laughs> here. That's right, because that we are above the Oak- machines. For now. For now. <laughs> For the- <laughs> that puts Okja at 431 in our Flick Chart. All right, we're going to come back and talk to you about Steve's choosing my movie. <laughs> My choice for the month was uh, somehow Nate got in my head and made me pick <laughs> Al Hazard Baltazar. Uh, and it's a French movie from 1966 about a mistreated donkey and a uh, girl who. Just call it a French donkey movie. Kind of Just knows. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a, a French donkey show. That's what we watched. <laughs> and um, it's a story of this donkey and the and a girl and their lives kind of parallel in a kind of a little bit. And it's French, so horrible things happened and nothing happens at the same time. <laughs> that is that is yeah. That's a great description of French <laughs> cinema, actually. It really yeah. So I'm going to turn to well, Nate. Nate, you made me pick this movie somehow. <laughs> So I'm gonna. I want to know what you think of it. Yeah, I'm, pick I'm really conflicted about this movie. You know, the the beginning of this movie is kind of happy with that cute little donkey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being taken fluffy, away from cute his mom. Little, well, you know, it happens to all little baby animals at some point. But it, yeah, it, it, he just that's like the happiest part of the movie, though. He's kind of kind of prancing around. <laughs> yeah, and then it just becomes so so oppressive. And every single moment, every single scene, it just somehow you're you're like, well, it can't get worse for the donkey. And then you're like, oh gosh, it can't. Oh god, oh, why, why, why is the one person who loves you like <laughs> like now tossing you aside? Like this is it was just so every single moment was just so horrible. I want to give it an A just for the poor donkey and what he had to go through. Like because I just feel so bad for him. I feel bad for the donkey and that the world is so terrible to this poor guy. Um, but then I want to give it an F because what's his name like Gaspard or Gerard? Gerard. Oh, Gerard. 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 Gerard is the worst human being in film history. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hate that man. Yeah. He is like he he has no motivation other than to be, and he's he's not like a psychopath. He is just 
He's just a terrible. horrible human he being. He might be a psychopath. He might, yeah. Yes, that might actually be his yeah, finding. He never shows emotion. I don't at know. All. Right. Yeah, I don't know if he's psychotic. I think he's just well, a terrible human being. Nobody in this movie being. shows emotion. I, I think he's he's yeah. Full, yeah he's fully aware of what he's doing, and he just does it because he wants to. Like he he steals the, he well he buys the donkey and steals the donkey so that he can date rape the girl um and make her like attached to him. So that she'll do whatever he wants, so that Marie is his, which then ruins the donkey's life, and then he's the reason the poor donkey, spoiler alert, whatever, gets shot and is left dead in a field, which is just the worst, the worst possible ending. My wife uh, and I were just the, sitting there watching the it, and we were gang like, rape Come on. "The gang rape wasn't wasn't so bad. It's the donkey getting they shot." They don't show that. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. the donkey getting shot. I feel I feel a lot. It's it sounds awful, but I do. I feel. <laughs> so much worse about that poor donkey getting shot because i don't i i see the the after effects of that um and i you know what what he was going for it's that that's an awful moment in human history but that that donkey oh my gosh he he hasn't had a happy moment in his life and then he's killed maybe marie will go on to get some therapy and be okay after this she's still living that poor donkey's not and i i I, I did I, i did research into this bresson was trying to do he was exploring what does it mean to be a saint and his his theory of it. Um, and the reason it's so revered was that you stand up to hardship no matter what. The problem is this is an animal. It like doesn't have a choice. Yeah. And I think he was I think he was kind of trying to say that it's humanly impossible for us to be saints. So we're just dicks. How <laughs> <laughs> very friendly. One, one way or the other. Yeah. It's just there's it's there is true. no maybe the mother, maybe Marie's mother. The father could make his life better, but like his pride holds him back. There's no redeeming aspect of humanity here. And then when you kill the one thing that is redeemable, I mean, maybe that was Bresson's point is was to just make me want to burn down the French countryside. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. It's well shot, whatever. I still hate it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to end up giving it a C. Nate's going to self-destruct. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It it does. It, it makes you just feel like, eh, yeah, which it ugh, just makes you so mad. This yeah. is like the stereotypical French movie that people hate. Yeah, right? Is it? It, it? it yes. totally is. Yes. It, it definitely, this definitely is. Yeah. This is Boyhood the Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> so the donkey becomes a complete douche as it gets older. Donkeyhood. <laughs> What person doesn't? <laughs> that is true, Nate. I mean, the, there there are some weird moments in this, like when Marie first runs away from uh, Gerard when he's selling the bread, and then he eventually uh, rapes her in the car, and she just kind of trips over nothing. <laughs> there is some really there is some really bad acting in this, which was yeah. very you know yeah. you're just kind of like oh, come on, and yeah, she, she just kind of lays there. For there to yeah. be bad acting in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Everybody just delivers their lines with no emotion yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> they say uh, them and will walk out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, yeah. that is like, literally what they do. Nate's, Nate's right. This movie's about futility, and everything about this movie is about futility. Even the acting. Like, everything <laughs> is about futility. Like, her, her boyfriend, the one that actually loves her, Jacques, right? Yeah. 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 The scene where he walks into the barn and... He's like, where's Marie? And mom's like, uh, she's gone. And he and he just like looks at the ground and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets in the like, car. Drops like, out. Okay. Well, cool. all right. I guess I'll go back to 
wherever I was doing when I'm not here. Which isn't really clear. So, Tom. Yeah, I had no clue what was going on at any given point in this movie. <laughs> None whatsoever. The most interesting thing about this movie was the donkey. I mean, it's about a donkey, but there are long stretches where the donkey is just incidental. To, yeah. Yeah. How and long did they I, leave I mean, that donkey chained to that fence in that one scene? Or was it just really weird weather? I think that was just a <laughs> passage of time thing. Like, this is what they were doing for months, running away yeah, to this it does seem like they leave him there for a long time. There, there are several issues of animal cruelty in the next few movies we'll be talking about. I, I think most of what they were doing was, was trick photography. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. definitely one scene where that donkey definitely gets kicked and definitely reacts. Oh, and then there was the whole lighting the they tail. They set his tail on fire. Yeah. 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 There's clear so, fear in the donkey's face at times. Yeah, I mean, that stepping Go outside ahead. of what you see on the screen, when you're making what is meant to be a deeply humanitarian movie, and then your means to that end is to light a, tail, a donkey's tail on fire. I should stop drinking whiskey. Um, yeah, that kind of, that kind of uh, undercuts your whole purpose, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. The movies, if only we weren't so cruel to donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I know how we can show While that. While whipping a donkey. Light him on fire. <laughs> yeah. I, this is this is a case of, like, I don't care how revered this movie is. It's not good. And I'm only not giving it an F because there were a handful of scenes that I thought were effective. So I'm going to give it a D. Now, do you think, I mean, this has a, right, like, it's, it is kind of crazy how highly revered this is. This is on a lot of lists of, like, movies you must see before you die. Uh, oh, yeah. It has a 100 meta score, which that's like harder to get than a Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's really, really high up there. Do you think some of this is the Emperor's new clothes effect where people are just saying it's great because you don't want to be left out in the cold? Like, that's one reason. The other reason I think is they're seeing it as an act of scholarship that this was for French New Wave, this defined stuff. Yes. Right? Defined stuff, yes. I, th- I mean, I think if, if you're trying to show a movie about the absolute futility, of mankind and how sainthood cannot be reached and no one is good. Well, he he achieved that. Well, and if well, you, I, if you are, it. the problem is I don't want to watch that. Yeah, that's what I don't get. Yeah, okay. no. At some point, the point I, I understand. Like, there's art for the sake of art. I mean, even in any realm, there is. But to some degree, any of these things—art, music, film. You're trying to convey a message. You know, you're trying to communicate something. I feel like so if. If nobody wants to sit through and listen to you, to, to some you have to say, faith, you know, yeah, exactly. If, if people like you could have the greatest thing to say in the world. And if you can't communicate that effectively, you've lost. I mean, you failed as a communicator. Well, I mean, he hasn't failed. I mean, there's a vastly positive response to this film. And I, this movie does communicate. I, I disagree that there's nobody redeemable in this because I think she is Marie. The girl? Yeah. Marie? I think, no. I think she can be redeemed. I don't think no. she is in the film. She was still hope for her. She's redeemable, yeah. right? No. So that's why she leaves. That's 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 her re- her redeeming moment is escape. But I, I agree with you, Patrick. I think this movie does communicate very clearly what it's intending to communicate. Um, it's just not a pleasant thing to watch. It's not in a way where whereas Okja is communicating this idea of Basically, the way we treat animals, our, our food animals, is horrible. And no matter what labels we put on it, no matter what kind of marketing we put on it, it's still horrible. 
but it communicates that it does wrap that in a story that you can kind of ride along with and sort of makes that message a little more palatable. This movie doesn't doesn't sugarcoat it. It basically says, here's this nice, pretty, young, innocent girl, and we're going to rape the shit out of her, we're going to beat the shit out of her, and then we're going to throw her away. And that's life. Deal with it. That's not a pleasant thing. And it doesn't doesn't wrap that in anything. Yeah, you could have done it better, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, by I'm, the I'm way, not, I'm not saying that's a good way to communicate, but yeah, there's plenty of movies that have addressed this subject, even probably had the same view on this subject that did it in a way that was why I'm going to watch a movie in the first place. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. <laughs> and that's the issue that I have is I go to a movie not to be told how something is. You know, I'm not reading an essay or I go to a movie ultimately to be entertained. Right, and I hope there's more to the entertainment than just pure entertainment. But sometimes you get Pacific Rim, and then sometimes you get a Christopher Nolan movie. Pick one, I, you know. And but and then sometimes you get this, where you've stripped away all the depth or all the entertainment, and it's just the depth. Yeah, and the, you can't just watch depth. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree <laughs> like, with you there. Well, you, you can. We just did. Well, yeah, I know, I know. But it's not a pleasurable experience. Mankind is not meant to just watch <laughs> death. You can't just stare into the abyss. And, uh. <laughs> so, Tom, you give this a D? I do. And by the way, this is Michael Haneke's favorite film. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Um, Brian. This is why he is the way he is. Brian's been quiet. D, I want, D for Donkey. I know. Let's go. <laughs> D for Donkey. Do you have, do you have any... Uh, Critical opinion on the pointlessness of life? Um, I really only have critical opinion on the pointlessness of this movie. <laughs> to, for me to have liked Boyhood as much as I did, then I watched this movie and realized it's just Boyhood with a donkey instead of a boy. It makes me question why I liked Boyhood as much as I did. Because uh... <laughs> Boyhood has Boyhood has, has hope. Boyhood <laughs> is so different from this. Yeah, because I guess, I guess he's a... He's, got rational thought on his side and that's basically the only thing that this donkey doesn't i don't know that makes it more I, tragic. the characters learn and grow no one's gang raped in boyhood <laughs> i i have i have no good feelings towards this movie i just what uh, stops you from giving it an f a movie has to be really bad for me to give it an f um this is yeah. not a bad movie it's just you just don't like it it drones on it it's you know, it's not entertaining and blah blah blah, whatever. That's part of it, but it's just I don't. Here, I don't get my other issue from it. Here's my other issue with this movie. I don't understand any single relationship, how any two people relate in this movie. And well, the none of, worst none of all of people was had the personalities. Old, like the worst of all was the old lady who hired Gerard. Oh yeah. yeah. Why is she even well, nice to Gerard? Why does she stole care? from you? He's. Mm-hmm. Oh, you stole from me. Oh, by the way, here's a radio and a new bicycle, motorcycle. <laughs> like, but if you see that girl again, I'm going to take the money you stole back. Yep. Yeah, that that made yeah. no sense. No, there wasn't a lot of sense to be had, I don't think. Gerard's the worst. Yeah. Gerard <laughs> is the worst. Is he still Gerard. alive? Is he still alive? I'm going to go to France and find that actor. We're going to have words. Francois Lafarge. You read the script. You knew what you were doing. That's all. Uh, I don't know. The last movie he made was, or the last thing he made was 1983. So I'm guessing he's no longer with us. He just sounds like a jerk. Yeah. Of course he is. 
You got away from me, Lafarge. This time. I'll hunt him down in French hell. French. Is there French hell? It's just watching this movie over and over again. <laughs> that's, uh, pretty, that's French heaven. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure French hell is you have yeah. to emigrate to the U.S. And you have to eat food from Britain. <laughs> you live in Alabama and you yeah. eat food from Britain. That is French hell. Okay. Um, Patrick, we did you get this movie? Huh? Oh, I'll go full F. Oh, yeah. Full F. Okay. Full F. Yeah. Full no, F there was nothing. Francois. F for Francois. No, there was nothing <laughs> redeemable about this movie that I saw. I hated everybody in it. I I got I got to the end. I hated the donkey because I'm just <laughs> man. I was like, why won't you do something? The donkey shows <laughs> some emotion. That's no, the thing. It's like a oh. the donkey shows lots of emotion. He he at moments he screams out. He's the only one that seems elated about the sex when it occurs. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like that was their that was like supposed that was to be the, their comic relief. Was that the climax? I really the do, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, but that's what this movie deserves—that kind of buffoonery. <laughs> um, nobody had any feeling. Nobody, nobody acted in the first place. They were all just horrible people, and you didn't want anything good for them. I, I felt dirty and used and alone <laughs> at the end of the movie. <laughs> Just, oh, yeah. See, no, I that's think an F. that's a that's an F for French. I, I mean, I think unfortunately, I think that's the point of the movie is that you but, should like if you now I I'm I'm on your side. I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here, but I I think that the point of the movie is if you don't feel alone and dirty and desperate by the end of the movie. Then the movie hasn't done its job. Yeah. Right? Oh, here's, the only... here's the here's the thing though. I Robert Bresson has said that the donkey is supposed to be a symbol for Christ, right? What? Yes. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's supposed to be a saint. Yeah. He's he's on rec not just a saint. He's on record saying that the donkey is a symbol for Christ. He the, the movie is an exploration of sainthood. Yes. And right. various scenes are supposed to symbolize like the seven deadly sins or whatever. Um, but the donkey is a symbol for Christ, and if that's true. I, I'm not sure he understood the point of the story of Christ. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Right, because nobody's saved at the end, right? Say, she, yeah, she is. That she escapes. She's not saved. No, that, she's not saved. She no. just disappears into There's wherever. No sense, yeah, but that's, that's yeah. the... She, I've got the sense and that... she treats Jacques like garbage. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I feel like she... The escape, that her disappearing is the only... The only hope, it's the only good that you can get, basically, is but to we disappear. Are really, but the, and I the think problem is we're, we're really that, stretching. Yeah, a, it's a yeah. huge reach. Oh, I didn't think so at all. It was oh, no, like, I, I didn't like think oh, she, she, she got out and she changed. Out of her. Weird. I, I'm, I'm with uh, the majority no one. in giving us. No, no, I give it a D. I, I, this was not pleasant. This is the same problem I have with uh, Terrence Malick, is that I feel it's like it's all depth, all depth in cinematography. But where story is not even secondary, it's third or fourth. And that's, this is not why I come to movies. I, I can appreciate it. There's some brilliance to it. And that's why it's not getting an F. It's getting a D. But I don't want to watch it. It's not what I... Yeah. I chose this movie to try to subvert Patrick's theme. I succeeded in that. Um, and uh, this movie has served my purposes. <laughs> and I'm moving on. Well, yeah, congratulations. Like so what, did you give it a D? Yes. 
this didn't even have that like core of the girl loving the donkey. No, that the, yeah. the the poster yeah. does. That's kind of what you're promised. Yeah. Yeah. It is a girl and a donkey, right? Yeah. And it's not even. Like, and sure their lives their I've lives. I've been promised that so them. many times and it just never happens. Their their lives <laughs> split apart and then cross back together and whatever, but there comes a point in the movie where the girl clearly doesn't give a shit about the donkey anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. poor Balthazar. Balthazar. I know, I'm telling you, I wanted to give this movie an A just because of how bad Balthazar was treated. For that poor guy. I wouldn't begrudge somebody getting something deeply affecting and personal out of this movie. I'm just not going to sing its praises just because it's a well-regarded film. Right. So that gives Al Hazard Balthazar a D overall, which is a number one, obviously. Uh, <laughs> So it's a it's a Riker from from Star Trek. Does it say yeah, number one? Yeah. It's Star a Will Trek. Riker. It's a Will Riker. Yeah. William Riker. And beard or no beard? Beard. Oh, beard. No beard. Beard. <laughs> no beard. Riker's just he looks like a teenager. It's ridiculous. Well, he probably I should just... be the D D position Riker, and then we should have a different Riker at a higher level. <laughs> a no beard Riker <laughs> at a higher level. He's got his beard. Yeah. yeah. No beard Riker is just weird. Weird, yep. I agree. No, 100%. So now we're going to add this movie, because I don't want to try to pronounce it again. It's too hard. To Flick Chart, and Nate is going to do that. Nope. <laughs> and he dropped. Nate, Nate's going to leave the podcast now. And know. and for this segment, it's Le Flick Chart. Le Flick Chart. <laughs> no, you can't pronounce the last three, so it's Le Flick Chart. Le Flick Chart. Le Flick Chart. You know, what, you know what? Nate's probably like on an epic rant, and he's still going. Has <laughs> no idea he's disconnected. It's all about boyhood, too. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go. Let's flick chart without him. Flick, oh okay. wait, he's texting me. My internet dropped. I shouldn't. And of course, I'm only getting fragments of texts because my phone sucks. He's texting me. Okay, my internet dropped. I shouldn't. Jokes. They. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> He said, Comcast came for my internet. It's starting. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's resetting nice. his router. <laughs> we were the first podcast to be brought down. <laughs> More will follow. <laughs> okay. Well, let's. And Nate's resetting, so it'll be a while. So the first matchup is. The Donkey Show or the Final Cut? Final Cut. Final Cut. Final Cut. And the next matchup is versus Days of Heaven. Days of Heaven. Days of Heaven. I didn't see it. Yeah, Days of Heaven. Oh, here we go. This is an interesting one. So, I'm even going to try to pronounce it this time. Al Hazard Balthazar or Songs from the Second Floor. Two movies that make no goddamn sense. <sighs> At least songs from the second floor had the inspirational "Blessed are they who sit." I'm still gonna say songs from the second floor. Yeah, I, <laughs> I never thought I would pick that over something, but I, I pick it over lots of things on my flexure, but that's there's uh, a ton of crap underneath it. Um, I yeah, I, I guess I got more out of songs philosophically. I yeah. did not, so I would go Al Hazard, Oh Hazard. Just say Balthazar. Yeah. Oh, Balthazar. Let's call it Clerks 2. <laughs> oh, I would definitely go Clerks 2 over... Uh, yeah. I'll go Songs. Okay. 
we'll go ahead and call it songs. So Balthazar or Mars needs moms. Balthazar. Oh, I yeah. hate these moms. Yeah. I regret giving that movie a D. <laughs> I just don't want to say Balthazar. <laughs> but yeah, Mars oh, needs that, moms makes Mars me despair mom. for humanity more yeah. than Balthazar does. <laughs> you know, you're right. <laughs> I felt dirty after that one too, and it was. <laughs> You're right. At least the French one was trying to make me feel bad. <laughs> it succeeded yeah. in its intent. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Balthazar. Okay, so I think that's unanimous. Balthazar wins that one, and the next matchup is Balthazar or Sharknado. Sharknado. Balthazar. I haven't seen Sharknado. I'm coming off of just like the pure bleak grayness of that movie. Sharknado? So, no. <laughs> uh, so when I am picturing in my head like Sharknado, I'm picturing it being a, you know, fun romp and blah, blah, blah. And then I remember how I talked about Shark- Sharknado. <laughs> yeah. And just... yeah. Well, a, the problem with Sharknado was you remembered like the YouTube's greatest hits version of it, and then you try to actually watch it, and it's yeah. like ten minutes of coolness for, and then like an and, hour and, and twenty minutes it, of just boring this nonsense. This movie that like I feel like they were try. I remember like my biggest complaint about it was that they were trying to essentially go viral with a movie. Yeah, and, yeah. They were intentionally trying to make a bad, mo- a good bad movie, and you can't do that on purpose. Although Sharknado is a masterpiece of cinema compared to Sharknado 2. Really? Wow. <laughs> so where do we land on that? I said Balthazar. Uh, yeah, I'll say Balthazar. Balthazar wins. Good. I don't, I don't have to backpedal on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. The poster for Balthazar right now is just the picture of her immediately after she's been gang raped. Oh. Which is Yes, a, a lot of the promotional nice. material does use that scene. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and it's matched up against the wizard. Mm. Oh, the wizard. Uh, yeah. Balthazar. I would go the wizard. That's because you're from California. <laughs> yes. Balthazar. And I believe this is our last matchup. Balthazar or we're back a dinosaur story. That one. <laughs> I didn't see it. That one with the thing. We're back. Tom? Balthazar. Um, I would also go Balthazar. So that puts Al-Hazard, Balthazar at 529 out of 563 on our flick chart. It is above Contraband, mm-hmm. The Possession, mm-hmm. and One for the Money, an early one mm-hmm. in the podcast. Contraband. Which one was that one? Marky Mark exactly. and Richie back. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Okay, yeah. right. It is below Escape Plan, Star Crash, and uh, Scavenger Hunt. We'll shout out to mm. Kevin there. Huh? Kevin, Kevin picked Scavenger Hunt. And we have, haven't acknowledged the fact that he's not with us. Moving on. So... Do we ever acknowledge the fact that somebody's not here? <laughs> not really, no. Man. Remember when Scott was on the podcast regularly? <laughs> Just disappeared. Yeah. Okay. So we will come back and tell you what we're watching next podcast. Uh, yes. No. We right? will come back and tell you what we're watching next month. Nope. We will come back uh, and talk about our next movies. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing this as one podcast? Yeah, there's no okay. way I'm going to 
Yeah. All right. And try to do better in 2018. I think the entire country is saying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least I'm not alone. All right. So we're going to do Old Yeller? All right. Old Yeller. No. I don't want to talk about this stupid movie. You just don't want to have to admit that you tried. <laughs> yep. Bald like a little baby. Why would That's anyone a... feel bad about admitting they cried? I just, not that. I, don't, I just don't want to start crying again. <laughs> I'll do it, Mom. Yeller was my dog. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. You guys ready? Yep. Sure. All right. Welcome to Buried Cinema, where we discuss new and lesser known films in detail. So there will be spoilers. I'm Nate. <sighs> <laughs> I thought, thought we were just going into just in case he wasn't here for that yeah but just oh, in case oh, yeah. keep going it's fine Tom can fix it in post <laughs> I have to take another shot of my whiskey did I do something wrong Tom what, did I, what uh, was I supposed to do I, wait, wait wait I'm Steve he's Steve <laughs> I'm drunk yeah, we, we're, we're, we're just doing one podcast it's not gonna be two. Oh. oh and okay I'm old so, dealer. I'm Tom <laughs> And I'm I have to make this make sense later. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. No, fuck it. We're just just going to do it live. <laughs> do it live. Yeah, we yeah, should do, do it live. Way of doing it. We really we, should. We should, yeah. Yeah, because people would love to listen to five hours of this. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, Why? like, Why is it a seven like, live podcast starts at seven, <laughs> and then at nine, they would be all pissed and they would have left. <laughs> I said at nine o'clock we just get through technical difficulties. That's a, that's <laughs> a great idea. We'll have to, we'll have to like start no. it at like five and tell people we started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tune in at eight thirty. <laughs> All right. So um, as we continue here, I am uh, I'm taking over uh, Kevin's role since we were doing um animal movies. Kevin chose chose the animal movie. Old Yeller, the classic Walt Disney picture about all of our childhoods being ruined. Most dramatic movie of all time. For those of you who don't know, Old Yeller is a Walt Disney, it really is a Western. It's a frontier movie. I'd forgotten how much of a Western this was. It's a 1950s kid-friendly sort of Western about a a young boy who takes in a stray Yeller dog and grows to love it. The dog gets sick, and then he has to put it down, and it's just it's spoilers. Spoilers. Sexual limitations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have seen it. It's yeah, your it's fault. Sixty years. <laughs> I'm gonna turn to uh, Patrick. How did you feel about Old Yeller? I liked it right up until the end. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong about the the end, Patrick? Not to give anything away. I, it has been years since I've seen this movie. I mean, I saw this when I was a kid, and I haven't seen it in 30 years. This was a, It was still a really good movie, though. Like, still, it held up. I mean, I, it's Disney, so there's that certain element. I, some of it's nostalgia, you know, when you see the movie. I don't know how much I could separate the nostalgia of the fondness of the movie versus the movie itself. Are you okay, Patrick? I, oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. No, I mean, I, you, you tear up at the end. It's, you know, they, they do it well. I don't know. You'd you'd be hard pressed not to tear up. I think the main. Th- I forgot how stupid the little brother was. <laughs> stupid. Arliss. He's awesome. He is. Arliss. Just, Arliss. Yeah. It's like 
He goes he's and just, wrestles a bear club. He is just a raging wall <laughs> of id. Exactly. He's he amazing. I mean, I would hate Dude, to be. I hate to be his the, parent. The bear club but... is not the worst thing in the world. Like that's awesome. I'm proud of him for doing that. He's like, he's just like, they're pawing at it. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He just full on tackles it, and then it just killed me because like after after they get back, everyone's like, all, oh, oh man, old Yeller, you showed that bear, and I mean, nobody said. No one cares. your face was just dumbass <laughs> move there, buddy. Like, <laughs> You're not gonna live past five. I got news for you. No one, no one on the frontier tell you don't mess with bear cubs. I feel like that is like one of their chief lessons. I get told that. I live in the city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've informed that to my kids, and we're not near bears. Yeah. And then right at the end of the movie, where it's like he's snarling, and you know, and the kids. Like, I'm going to sneak out, and mom's not going to know. I'm going to go get old Yeller. And he's just, you almost died again, Arliss. What I loved yeah, about yeah. that kid is they'd just be having a regular scene with two people talking, and he's, like, running, jumping back and forth on tables and, like, swinging <laughs> on lamps. And, like, it has nothing yeah. to do with the scene whatsoever. And he's just, like, flipping around and, like, ooh, what's this? And starts banging on stuff and... Yeah. yeah, that kid's he awesome. Might be, he might be the most realistic, like, five-year-old <laughs> yeah. in the movie ever. He might literally. Oh, he plays the same exact character in the Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's typecast already. <laughs> What's really annoying is he does the same thing as, as an adult. Yeah, really awkward rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> he just starts throwing things at people, pulling lizards out of his pants. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, he always he always had an animal in his pants. And the weird thing is, adults like knew this. Like, was this kid like oh, yeah. legendary for like having <laughs> no. lizards in his pants? Like, what, <laughs> but when the guy, old Yeller's actual owner came, and he just like sits him down. He's like, "What you got in your pants, son? Just grab <laughs> it and grab it and it out." Like, oh, Wrong on so many levels. Oh my that, gosh! Wow. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> Should not so. do that. No. And then he takes it out, and he's like, "Yep, sure enough, that's a horny toad." <laughs> <laughs> I get me you, the best horny tone I've ever seen. <laughs> if, you, if you read those lines without seeing the images, it would, you would, well, I mean, um, you knew what a horny toad was before you watched this movie, right? Yeah, it's just a lizard. I'd you forgotten. I'd like when, when they first said it and they pulled it out. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And that, that was a real horny toad that he had in his pocket. Yeah. So through oh, yeah. that whole scene, he just has this like lizard stuffed down his pocket and it, it scene goes on for like five minutes so this lizard must have been crawling around biting man poor he lizard more than that in there too he yeah like another lizard and like a frog <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh arliss's pockets are like mary poppins handbag yeah same it's director bottomless yeah. same director really mary poppins Robert- and Robert Stevenson, yeah. Robert Stevenson was like the go-to Disney guy. He did like two or three movies for Disney a year I'm from the 50s. Surprised. To the I didn't 60s. know this. He's a good director. He did Mary Poppins, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, West Family Robinson, lots of other stuff. I, I I don't know. I don't know if I have too much more. Um, grade, maybe. Yeah. It's hard to it's, grade. I, I'm gonna go with a B. I, I I enjoy it. It was I still a really good movie. It didn't quite push up to the A level for me though. I don't know, and I and I've been trying to think about it since then. I don't know what else I wanted out of it, but I just don't feel like I'd give it an A. I'm mm-hmm. um, Brian. You yep. tend to just love movies with children in them. 
I actually didn't rewatch this. Okay. Um, so I kind of like had that going for me. You guys are talking about Arliss, and I remember him being in the movie, and I just uh, you would you'd like this kid. He was amazing. I probably <laughs> would. I probably wouldn't hate it. None of that no, whiny but... whiny kid bullshit. He was ready to cut oh, yeah. you if you didn't get what he wanted. <laughs> oh yeah. He's ready to tomahawk his own, tomahawk his own mother over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. This kid was awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a B. Steve? So this movie is kind of the psychopath test, right? You watch this movie, and if you have no emotions, you are a psychopath. Uh, you are Gerard. From... Yes, you are Gerard. Absolutely. <laughs> so that being said, I sat down to watch this with my youngest daughter. Uh-oh. And we're watching it, and she at first she's like, oh, it's old. and But then she kind of gets into it, and we're having a good time. And she looks, she looks at me, and she's like, nothing better happen to this dog. I'm like, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> and, and But then the scene comes, right? And I'm like, that wolf had rabies, Bella, and he got bit by the wolf. And, you know, kind of there's no cure for rabies. And so I kind of trying to prepare her. And the scene comes, he gets the gun, and he's like, it's my dog, I have to do it. He shoots the dog, and I'm, you know, kind of fighting back tears a little bit. I look at her, and I'm like, I'm sorry. She's like, why? It had to be done. He was sick. What else are you going to do? Get a new puppy. <laughs> Nothing. Dry, eyes dry as the Sahara. Completely oh, matter of man. fact. Like, she felt nothing at this. It's time to move on. There's another puppy. What's the big deal? Yeah. Uh, and wow. so I'm, I'm pretty sure my daughter's a psychopath. And it only yeah. took you until now to figure that out. <laughs> I was saying, we've always suspected. Steve. We didn't know how to tell you. Steve, she has, she has an alter ego named Dead Pixie. <laughs> um. Steve, her favorite childhood game was to get a stick and beat me with it. <laughs> she called it Beat Nate. Yeah, I don't know was... how much more clear she could have been asking. Yeah, that was a fun game. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I... Watching this, I, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. A lot of it, I'm sure, is nostalgia because I watched it a lot as a kid. And um, there were things that I noticed this time. Like, I don't remember the father just kind of disappearing. I don't remember. And then coming back and yeah, being I, like. Yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that, that scene where he says he has the heart-to-heart -heart with the, the son is actually a nice little scene where he's like, well, you know, it's it's how you stand up to these moments and things like that. So. I actually really like this movie, but I'm with Patrick. There is, I don't know if it's just years of dealing with the sort of Disneyfication of things. This it has that Disney stink on it, that which I can't really put into words because it's definitely not your typical Disney movie, but there's something about it that just feels inauthentic. And I don't know what, what? exactly what, I don't know exactly what it is. You can just feel that Disney sort of inauthenticity. And so for me, that brings it down to a beat. I don't know. Maybe it's the it's cynicism on my part as I've gotten older. But I would agree with that. Tom? <laughs> I'm giving this movie an A. I also had not watched it probably in 20, 25 years. I watched it a lot as a kid. You know, it's one of those movies that's so deeply ingrained in my mind. And rewatching, I was pleasantly surprised at how good it was. On my flick chart, it jumped from, I think it was like in the 800s to 290-something after wow. the rewatch. So, yeah. It's it's an interesting, you don't you don't actually see a lot of Westerns 
like this and and for some reason it's not classified as a western if you go to like imdb or even flick chart or anything like that um it should be though oh it, it definitely is. should it, be it, it definitely yeah. is it's it's post-civil war west of the mississippi like frontier life in texas it just it's in that right. kind of like it's not about gunfighters it's not about indians it's not about the cavalry you know it's it's but kind it of in that all of those things yeah yeah I, I don't want to call it the sweet spot but it's kind of in that area where like uh frontier life is about trying to eke out a living some of the stuff that i never would have given a thought to when i was a kid stuff like our first cash money since the war um right like these people have to make a living just on what they have like cash is a is a what do you call it a luxury yes a luxury thank you i'm only three shots in yeah cash is a luxury it, it's not a it's not an everyday thing i mean i'm i'm not wealthy but first cash in how many years a decade maybe that's kind of crazy yeah um so stuff like that just little details about how um you know he gets hired to go on a cattle drive and he's gone for four months like that's just how life was so it, there's a lot of little details about what what life was really like in the west that i found really i appreciated a lot more having you know as an adult having done a lot of reading on the old west and just post-Civil War, the whole, like, cattle drive lifestyle that I found interesting. And I had totally forgotten that uh, Fess Parker was the dad in this movie. Mm. Good old Davy Crockett. Yep. I wonder how you, the rest of you guys feel about it. Um, so Tom's giving an A. The stunt work in this is actually impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, honestly, people need to go back. I do need to go back and watch it because it is such an interesting piece of history just for what, what you said, Tom, about the frontier life, which isn't normally talked about. It's clearly... A western. It follows all the western tropes from the opening song, from even the title scape. And so then it's an important part of the 1950s, I feel like, western iconography for you to yeah. understand that. I'll agree a little bit with Steve, and it's kind of the reason I am giving it a B. There are these Disney family movie tropes, the annoying neighbor who shows up and is lazy. That hasn't aged too well. It's just not as funny as it would have played when I was a kid, you know, and he's always sending his daughter to go do stuff. And She's clearly there to kind of maybe be like a pseudo love interest. One yeah. thing that I was pleasantly surprised by was that Tommy Kirk, this is Tommy Kirk's first film. Tommy Kirk went on to give some pretty annoying performances, um, <laughs> but he's good in this movie. He's really good. Um, so I was, I was. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is a, it's a very good, it is a very good movie. I, I do just think it still has some of that. It still feels like a B movie. It's definitely incredibly iconic. Not a B movie in the sense of what we call production, but I, I'm still giving it a B. Um, with four Bs and an A, Old Yeller gets a B, a Hagrid. So it's on par with Okja. So we're going to add Old Yeller to our Flipchart now. Flipchart is a wonderful website that you can check out. If you have the internet, type in the word Flipchart. You'll, you'll find it. It's self-explanatory. <laughs> so our first matchup... Is old first uh, first matchup. I'm so dismissive of our listeners. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> our first matchup is Old Yeller or the Final Cut. Old Yeller. Old Yeller. Old Yeller. Old Yeller. Yep. Old Yeller or La La Land. Old Yeller. La La Land. La La Land. Old Yeller. Oh. Do the right thing, Patrick. I would love it Dude. if Old Yeller was our litmus test. Because then it would be like we're killing the dog every time. <laughs> It'd be so brutal. I gotta go La La Land. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, yes, he I does. Do. 
Old Yeller, or a movie that has Paul Dano and a dog? Prisoners. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That's right. It. Just remember that scene. Yeah, I do every time I think about it. Um, Old Yeller. I have to go Prisoners. Yeah, Old Yeller. Old Yeller, if you didn't hear me. Old Yeller or Wet won? Dreams. Old Yeller one. Yeah. Old Yeller or Wet Dreams. Go. <laughs> <laughs> what Dreams may come. That is such an unfortunate title. Lame you can say what like little John, you know, like uh, just um, yeah. What? <laughs> what dreams? Doesn't I know I've seen it, but I don't remember it well enough. Old Yeller. Yeah, I'm gonna go Old Yeller as well, actually. Yeah, Old Yeller. Old Yeller. Old Yeller beats what dreams may come. <laughs> old Yeller or another impressive film that has a lot of animal stunts. Arachnophobia. Old Yeller. Arachnophobia. Old Old Yeller. Old Yeller. Oh, Old Yeller okay. beats arachnophobia. Old Yeller or another Disney movie, Big Hero 6. Old Yeller. Big Hero 6. Old Yeller. I would Big also Hero go six. Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6 surprisingly wins. I'm surprised by that. That puts Old Yeller at 215 in our flick chart. It cracked the 250. Good job, Old Yeller. All right, we're going to come back and talk to you about Sheena, Queen of the Desert. Of the jungle desert. She's a cross-dresser in the African jungle. Ah, that was a good movie. Yeah. Nice, obscure reference there. Good thing we started drinking. Oh, wait, let me get another beer. Gotta catch. I actually don't remember how many shots I've had. Is that three? You said four. three a while ago. I think you're up to four. Yeah, I think at least <laughs> I've four. counted four. Oh, by the way, there's a camera. In my bedroom? Where else? Wait, what? Where? <laughs> Nate's in uh, Tom's bedroom? It's just, no, I, Nate I, I has a camera in on my everyone. bedroom. Oh, They're yeah, we all do. It's fine. Skype in. Well, <laughs> Nate, I would apologize, but you brought it upon yourself. <laughs> That's a live stream at tomsbedroom.net. Oh, really? <laughs> Please don't Google that. You'll probably get something horrible. Tomsbedroom.net. Let's see. No, couldn't find that page. Doesn't exist. Oh, really? Oh, well, we'll yeah. have to make it. I was like, let's register that. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I shut it down before you serve. <laughs> Wait, there's a Facebook topic page for Tom's Bedroom? Oh no! I didn't. Ca- I didn't catch that. I did not catch that. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> college and university. What is this? It's your bedroom. This is college and no. There's like nothing. There's nothing on the page. It's just a page. Oh. It has three likes. Whatever it is. They're waiting <laughs> for your live stream to start. Weird. Thirteen best Tom's bedroom ideas images on Pinterest. <laughs> What's funny is if we did have just a live stream of your bedroom. I bet we get way more than three likes. It's <laughs> because <laughs> of how the internet works. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. Kind of like some of these uh, Pinterest ideas. <laughs> Tom, you should do this in your bedroom. We can. I say oh, we there's can like vote on the live stream. So. There's like shelves, but they're corner shelves, so ah. they're in the corner. You guys waiting on me? Yeah. To start. Yep. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay. So the final film. We were talking about for wholesome animal love is a movie from the early 1980s 
in the days before PG-13 was a thing. Uh, when you could PG not get movies, away with this in PG-13. PG oh, movies no. just have naked women walking around and guys getting stabbed through the throat. This is uh, Sheena, sometimes called Sheena, Queen of the Jungle from 1984, starring Tanya Roberts, directed by John Gillerman, who directed The Towering Inferno. It's about a little blonde white girl who fulfills a, some kind of vague African tribal prophecy uh, to become the protector of the tribe and all their animal buddies. Pretty much an excuse for a half-naked woman to swing around the jungle for an hour and a half. Yep. Um, based on a comic book for which the creators did not get credit on the film. Um, <laughs> it's actually based on Sheena Queen of the Jungle by S.M. Iger and Will Eisner. It was the first female character to have her own comic book series. Wow. Beat Wonder Woman by like two years, I think. I had seen bits of this as a kid, and of course, as a kid, I I loved animals. I was into this idea just because it was somebody who could talk to animals. And when I saw the throat stabbing scene, I actually remembered seeing that and being totally disturbed by it as a kid. So um, I did not expect this to be a good movie. I picked it just because I... You were correct. Felt like it. <laughs> so, I'm going to start with Brian. What do you think of Sheena? I think she's really pretty. Uh, no. <laughs> and that's the point of the movie. <laughs> this movie had a message, too, just like Georgia. <laughs> yeah, the, the message was let's all stare at this lady for an hour and a half. Or even longer, I'm not sure. Slow motion, riding on a horse. Was that actually a zebra? That was no, part. That was, was a horse painted with black was, and white. That was a horse. Say, that was a point like, of emphasis uh, I was trying to just, make, like through yeah. most of the movie, was like, was this actually yes. a zebra? I thought they were smaller no. than that. Now, the movie was okay. Um, it wasn't anything wonderful. It wasn't terrible. It's something that you'd expect watching. An 80s movie. I feel like at some point, and I don't even know if it predates the movie or not, but I had a very, had a very uh, strong Beastmaster feel watching this movie. Beastmaster um, came out two years prior and co-starred Tanya Roberts also. Mm-hmm. I'm kind like for some reason I'm really super fuzzy on the details in the beginning of how she like gets her powers. So I don't know, I. and I think so is the director. <laughs> <laughs> Well, her parents get killed in a cave collapse. I saw she, that. She her parents were it. scientists studying the sand. samples. Yeah, that's right. There's yeah, a healing healing, healing earth. And she's and white. the shaman. And she's white. And that makes her the savior figure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't nothing, see wrong with that. nothing wrong with that. No, this is unapologetically a white savior story. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's exactly what this is. It is a Tarzan. It is a white savior story. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's like the, no talking around it. She's even yeah. like prophesized to be the savior. Like, it's, like yeah. they don't even like they no, don't they at don't all. They don't. The they don't mince words. It's like you will save us. Right. And, right. And she know, has to. She, are, she falls in love with the only white man who comes from there because they can't possibly have her be with a, a black person. Because that's yeah. no, not cool. Yeah. That is exactly what this is. Yeah. Sound uh, a little angry, Nate. <laughs> well, it's. <laughs> I'm usually the one railing no about racism on this podcast. 
there's there's no chance this is gonna get a good grade, and that is a part of it. Like that was already like this this movie at its best could probably never get higher than a B just because of that issue ever for me. So it started off at a B. It starts off at a B, and then I drop it from there for every flaw. <laughs> every flaw, so you're at an F you already. Okay. You can't give it a Z, Nate. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was yeah. it was it was complicated because you know then. There kept being those those bathing scenes, and it kept bringing, and then going up and down and up and down. It was just complicated. <laughs> it's not it, talking you, about his you would say it it bounced back and forth for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, Steve. I'm, I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give it a D. A, a what? A C. I, actually, oh. I'm gonna give it a C. I'm gonna give it a C. I, I want to know what happened politically. Like, did the did that video ever get out of the uh, crossbowed? Yeah, they never they yeah. never wrap up that storyline, do they? Ever? No. They completely like that is like the driving force for them to go out into the jungle, and then they just ignore it. They kind of address it at the end. They don't want to bring attention to this tribe and their healing earth because then people will come in and destroy the yada yada yada. Nate, do you have a grade for this movie? Yeah, I'm giving this movie a D. No, oh, so it only had two flaws. Yeah. (laughs) The only reason this movie is not an F is because there are some absolutely gorgeous landscape shots in this. Yeah. Uh, And actually, a lot of it, once they're out in Africa and in the on the savanna, it's incredible. But I, part of me feels like I can't even give the director credit for that. He just he 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 had enough smarts to have her run along a beautiful lake that was full of flamingos. Flamingos that bring down a chopper, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie is it's also just so strange. And I I was not I was not expecting the amount of n- nudity. I mean, you you get full frontal completely everything for a PG movie. I, I'm even and I know it is the eighties, but that was surprising. <laughs> but it's not <laughs> it's not like say that. I want to say it's not sexualized. It is a little bit, but it's not a yeah, sex scene. They get a they. Yeah, the only way they get away full with frontal it. nudity on Tanya Roberts, then you're sexual. Yeah. I know. I mean, it, part of it is it's yeah. just she's a beautiful woman. If you show her naked, that's impossible for it to not be sexual. But at the same time, like the scene isn't played in a you know it's in a she doesn't understand like why this is an issue. You know, it's not a sex scene. It's not supposed to be a romantic scene. Right, but there are also yeah. There are also ways to shoot that, Steve. Like it, it, it wouldn't be I, anything yeah. to just shoot it, and we just see her shoulders, you know. And so yeah. the fact that he chooses not to, um, right? He he can convey her being nude without showing her being nude. The fact that he chooses not to, it, it, he's totally taking advantage of this, and just it's just a money shot. That's all it is. He wants to show her boobs. That's it. You say that like well, it's a bad thing, sh- mate. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> It's kind of this shameless thing. Like, I can't imagine what the hell would this do to a 13-year-old boy? Like, to see this, it was like, oh. Like, it would just, it would be, this would drive him crazy. This movie would yeah. absolutely, like Tom said, you know. Wet dreams, make you. I can't <laughs> there, there were kids who probably in the 80s, like, I wish Kevin was here because we could ask him. Yeah. You know. <laughs> not, just, like, not just the nudity scene. There's, like, shots of her just climbing up a tree where the camera's angled just right. She is wearing almost nothing this entire yeah. movie. And I actually they, don't have a problem with any of the nudity in this movie. It, the, it, it is shameless, and it's yeah. obvious. The only actual shot in this movie that I felt was like, come on, man, was when was like the close-up on her cleavage 
at the dinner party. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. zoom in on that. Yeah, I was like, come on, that's yeah. that's just juvenile. I mean, but come on, for a movie that has, I swear, it's got to be at least two minutes of her just slow motion riding a horse, <laughs> clearly yeah. focused on her breasts going up and down, up and yeah. down. This no, this movie is just happens when you ride a horse. It, it's bouncy, bouncy. <laughs> 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 this is just simple physics, Nate. <laughs> Agreed, but <laughs> so Nate thinks physics is gratuitous. <laughs> Come on, man. I think they could have given her a more supportive costume. <laughs> I don't think they have underwires in the jungle. No, but you could just you tie it tighter. Why would you do that? Yeah, let her live free, Nate. <laughs> oh, by the way, I did I did Google do people ride zebras. The answer is. Is no. Apparently, zebras are total drama queens and just will not have it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> zebras are notoriously <laughs> difficult to train. Yeah. Apparently, uh, they want nothing to do with human beings riding them. But this is so care. obviously a painted horse. And and the thing that makes it stand out more is like it's the only animal in the entire film that is not a real animal. Like all the other African animals. Yes, they're real. You know. The, the lions that are incredibly well trained and just climb up and just sit there and i'm just like oh gosh that's a lion so i got a what a c and the a d rhino um, that's part of the reason it's not getting it because they had a rhino actually chase people in this movie yeah holy cow um patrick i was gonna give it a d but then i realized it really deserves two so i'm gonna give it the double d <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting for that one. Oh, yeah. measuring her cup you knew I'd come through on that one. No, I'm gonna give it a C. I, I mean, it was cheesy as hell, but like you said, there, there, it was, it was enjoyable. Um, no, not because it was well made, but I mean, even just if you just look at it as a, I view it as a documentary of the Kenyan outback oh, with, with you know. With embellishment, you know? Like... All right, Steve. How do you feel about uh, Sheena? D. D. Do you have anything else to add? No. All right. It's it's an 80s blockbuster flop. Cheese fest. Yeah. And it, it it hits every one of those beats. It has the obligatory racism. has obligatory boobs. It is in an exotic location. And you have some stunts and some probably unethical treatment of animals. So boom, boom, boom. You know, <laughs> Ticks it, all your boxes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can sit down and enjoy it like on a bad movie night. Like if you were over and we were drinking and, hey, let's watch Sheena and I can have a good time. But yeah. it doesn't – it's nothing beyond that. Right. Um, this whole theme actually, you kind of can't get around the discussion of – how animals are treated. I mean, you can love animals and, and love watching movies about animals, but the fact is that most movies about animals, there's probably some kind of unethical treatment of animals going on behind the scenes, like especially going back a couple decades. If you go even farther back, there's no oh, ASPCA yeah. involved. Mm -hmm. You know, um, any movie that relies on uh, a trained animal company to supply its animals there's probably some shady shit going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Because a lot of those animal training companies don't treat their animals very well. Um, there's been a lot of exposés on that recently. So that's kind of a gray area for me with this movie. Um, it probably deserves a D. 
I, I feel like giving it a C just because it's kind of a goofy movie. <laughs> some some of the stuff at the like in that climactic battle was legitimately cool. That yeah, but it's incredibly historically inaccurate. Like men with machine guns would shut up. <laughs> it's just it really is. No, it is. It's and it's it's somewhat like res- irresponsible in that aspect of like like not only is it this silly white saviorism, but it's like, oh hey the you know the natives would totally beat the colonists. No, part of the problem is the technology wiped them out. Yeah. You know, and then fostered further violence, and they started stretching for that. You know, yeah. and wanting to you know be the tri- the tribalism now just switched from bows and arrows to AK-47s, and we fed into that. You know, and so it just that in a lot of ways was kind. Of, I was watching that final scene and was was getting annoyed thinking about that, about how strangely irresponsible it is to be championing bows and arrows. I mean, mind you, it's a small group, small force, but still, you know, although they have, they have established that they are terrible shots. So, I mean, I agree with you. I guess I'm just, I don't know. I'm not taking that. I, there's very little from this movie that you, I take seriously. And I don't think the movie itself expects you to take anything seriously. I don't know. I, I'm going to give it a C. I, I think it's a, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> along the lines of what nate's talking about it's like she's like i'm not naive i know what bullets do and then the next scene she's like what's that noise is it an earthquake um <laughs> plus there's that whole like uh you know the thing about fatal burns is they don't you don't feel the pain it's like what are you talking about <laughs> that's how you know they're fatal yeah <laughs> how would how would he know has he had fatal burns before yeah yeah he got him when he was a kid <laughs> Yeah. Well, if he had it when he was a kid, he shouldn't be susceptible to them as an adult, isn't that? That's only a chicken box, really. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, um, when your mom sends you over to your cousin's house to get fatal get burns, fatal so exactly. that way you don't get it when you're older. All right, so so what do we got, GPA? With two Ds and three Cs, that gives Sheena a D plus or a Kung Fuhr. <laughs> Not going to lie, that's better than I thought I would do. Let's add Sheena to our flick chart. Adding Sheena to our flick chart, the first film it comes up against is, of course, the final cut. Final cut. Yeah, final cut. Pretty easy. Final cut, yeah. Final cut. Unanimous. Sheena versus John Wick, Chapter 2. Oh, what are you doing down there, John Wick? John Wick. You're better. Yeah, John Wick. Yeah, John Wick. Yep. Yeah, John Wick's better than final cut. Uh, unanimous again. Sheena versus, oh boy, it's the battle of the wholesome animal love. <laughs> Sheena versus Ohazar Balthazar. Oh. Oh. Sheena. Sheena. Pure, pure fun with no depth or only depth with no fun. Yeah. <laughs> Which do you prefer? <laughs> Uh, I prefer Sheena. Yeah. To tell you the truth. Yeah, I agree. I would go Balthazar, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked myself out of it as soon as I said it. Sheena. I hate Gerard right. so much. Sheena. I just took another shot. How many is that, Nate? Six. At least, oh, <laughs> at least nice. four or five. This is the battle of the picks of me. Um. <laughs> Eloquently said. <laughs> Thank you. Sheena versus Uncle Boonmi, who can recall his past lives. Boonmi. Sheena. I don't want to watch some guy watch TV. That's only like 10 minutes of the movie. 
<laughs> yeah, but Uncle Boon Me is it's the same problem with as Balthazar. It's the same exact problem. Highly, yeah. highly rated. Yeah, but Nate, when that guy's watching the other guy pee for five minutes in the sand. <laughs> or the 15-minute opening where he's an ox walking through fields, and we don't know that. It's just an ox walking through fields. Oh, that was him? Yeah, that was him. He, the whole thing is him going through his past lives. Yeah, I don't know. His life. I, I, just, I just remember the uh, monkey guy watching the ox go walk through the jungle. So yeah. Uncle Boonmi has some interesting stuff, like legitimately about post-communist or like post-communist wars, Chiland, I guess I should say. But I'm going Sheena. Sheena has a beautiful woman riding a fake zebra, so. I don't know why more movies don't have <laughs> beautiful women riding fake zebras. Exactly. Is anybody going Uncle Boonmi? I did. Okay, I was just curious about that. Sheena's winning. Sheena versus Total Recall. This is the remake from 2012. Total Sheena. Recall. Didn't see it. I also didn't see it. This is Nate's decision to make. Yes, it is. And it's killing him. Total Recall had two pretty ladies in it, Nate. <laughs> That's a good point. Nate just doesn't want to vote for Total Recall. That's the problem. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale's in Total it, right? Total Recall does not. Kate Beckinsale yeah, and Jessica Biel. Okay, uh, and Total Recall doesn't have offensive moments where, like, a white girl holds up and says, even in chains, we can defeat them, Africans. Gosh. And then she throws them at them, if I remember correctly. She's like, go get your weapons, chief. <laughs> and throws the chains at him i'm just like oh my gosh i get you're an 80s movie but i like when she's, I like when she's swinging through the jungle at the end she's like peering down at all the natives being shot she's like you can almost like hear her thinking yes yeah. he's working perfectly <laughs> <laughs> that's just insane yeah total recall it's pretty Oof. easy there's just so much talent in that cast and it was so wasted yeah sheena versus the fearless vampire killers sheena I'm voting for the fearless vampire killers. I think there's way more craft in that movie. It may not be yeah. a great movie, but fearless vampire killers. Yeah, we're tied. Are we? Yep. Yeah, I just well, I did not like that. Movie. Sheena. Craft isn't everything. <laughs> Clearly. Sheena versus Run Lola Run. I can't believe this is below 500. Yeah. That should run be Lola Run. Yeah, Run Lola Run. Yeah. Run Lola Run. Sheena versus Mary Ryan. Mary Riley. Sheena. Yeah, Mary, Mary Riley. Yeah. This is the movie that I pulled a Kevin on. I picked it and haven't seen it. and wasn't there for the podcast. Was that three for Mary, Mary Riley? Yeah, Mary Riley all the way. Yeah. Guys, the R's become really hard. <laughs> no, I, I, I said I said Sheena. I said Sheena. So it's two, two to one. That puts Sheena at number 507 on our flare chart. That is 10% on our chart. It is below... Firestarter. Back off. <laughs> it is below Black Sheep. It is below The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. It is above Quick Change, Steve. And it is that above... Sucks. And it's above Transformers, Patrick. Um, oh, come we are going to move on and talk about <laughs> what we are watching for Junk January, our favorite month of the year. Don't we every year say, let's not do this again next year? Next month is January, 
So what we usually do, this is pretty much before we can really get into the Oscar stuff like we do in February. Uh, we, every year, use January as a time to celebrate the worst of what cinema has to offer. And we call it Junk January, and we pick the worst movies we can find. Last two years, we've had my brother on the podcast as a guest podcaster, Dan Marcy Caper. He's a comedian in Baltimore. And we decided to give him the first pick and theme this year. So he chose the 1999, eight? 99. 99 movie, Simon Says, starring... Hollywood movie star Dennis Rodman. <laughs> and continue. Dane Cook. Dane is Cook. You have to understand this is a movie starring Dennis Rodman and Dane Cook. That should be enough to get us to want to see uh, this. I think I saw a trailer for this in like 99, and that's the last I remember of it. I've never heard of or seen or know anything about this movie. You mean for oh. some reason Dennis Rodman and Dane Cook didn't seem like a great buddy cop pairing? Let's call it the spiritual sequel to Double Team. No, it is the sequel good? to Double Team. Mm. All right, anyway, Dan's theme was every movie we talk about has to have a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So that is really raising the bar. <laughs> and who had uh, par parents here? Is it Brian? Myself, Patrick, Nate? and Brian. Oh. Yeah. I've got mine all lined up here. All right. So, so I chose... Um, since apparently I was going to choose Simon Says, but then Dan totally just stole that from me. I'd been hoping to get that pairing. So I'm I'm actually am a little irate at him, but that's okay. At least he'll get to see it. I have chosen my backup, Megaforce, <laughs> which is a 1982 Barry Bostwick film. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It's about, I will read the IMDb thing here, story about a rapid deployment defense unit that is called into action whenever freedom is threatened. <laughs> Most of the movie is Barry Bostwick wearing a spandex onesie, riding super 80s motorcycles with rainbows behind him. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic, guys. I've had a hard time selecting between a few. But the one that interests me the most, I'm going to go for, is The Contract from 2006. It stars Morgan Freeman and John Cusack, and it gets a straight-up zero. Oh, I've so heard I about really, this. I really want to know how they fucked that up <laughs> so bad. Like, I think Morgan Freeman's the, the hired killer who's out to get John Cusack. Yeah, this is the movie that um, when they did, like, the junkets, basically yeah. Morgan Freeman and John Cusack literally in promoting the movie were like, we're just here for a paycheck. We needed some money. Seriously? Yeah. They were like, we just needed some money. So we did this. I feel like Morgan Freeman's been doing that a lot. A lot more recently, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I got yeah. the wild card pick, so I can just pick any bad movie I want. And I limited myself to 10% or more. Or less, rather, on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm going. I'm, I'm pulling a little bit of a Tom here, and I am picking The Avengers with okay. Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman, which has a five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Picking another movie of the same name just to make things confusing. 
So, Patrick, let me know when you want to come over and drink so we can watch these movies. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So That's next month, next month is Junk January, and we are all super excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. I am. Remember. I think this will be great. Yeah. yeah. This is one of my favorite terrible. months of the year. It's mine, too. <laughs> it's mine, too. <laughs> got it i got it this is my movie for next month oh no ghosts <laughs> when brian ghosts. is this certain it can't be good ghosts can't do it it's the oh. movie that donald trump ran what a razzie what oh. no oh. oh god i can't oh, deal with more of that man oh that looks amazing <laughs>